Who was the biggest winner during the Senior Bowl practices? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked, Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, the Senior Bowl practices have come and gone. We've studied the tape. We're going to talk about some of our biggest winners today. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. You know, it's uh, that <laughs> this week of Senior Bowl practice is is a grind for us, right? Because it's like you get the tape. You've got a lot to look through. I mean, you watch some of it. I mean, you try to watch, catch some of it while it's airing live, right? But at the end of the day, you're still going to have to go back and rewatch everything. Uh, and it's a lot of players. It's two teams worth of players practicing. So uh, it's 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 great. It's great. To, this is a great kind of jump start into the draft uh, uh, process for folks like us who have been, or at least for me, who have been like kind of myopic on the team stuff. So I'm excited to kind of start these conversations and start learning some of these names that we're going to have to get used to when it comes to draft time. The Senior Bowl is a big deal for the Cowboys because they draft yeah. a lot of Senior Bowl players. Uh, last year alone, Sam Williams, Jalen Tolbert, Jake Ferguson, Matt Walesko, Deron Bland, Damone Clark, John Ridgway, Devin Harper, all Senior Bowl participants. Um, Cowboys, they're going to draft a bunch of these guys uh, that we saw this weekend. So, Landon, today, obviously, we have no idea. How, we can't predict who the Cowboys are going to draft. But let's talk about some of the guys that really stood out to us because yeah. there are, you know, 10, 12 players that we watched this week uh, that impressed. Who was the most impressive player for you throughout the whole week? You know, and I, I hate to, you know, I, I hate for all these folks who have, have watched a lot of senior bowl coverage that we're going to probably say a lot of the same names that have but, yeah. other folks have because it's, that's what it is. But I, I mean, this is going to be one of them. Tank Dell, I think is a guy that just went out there and despite being slightly undersized, uh, you know, really dominated the process, went out there and showed you that he had the skills to kind of uh, separate, just to, to do what he needed to do to get open. I mean, he basically, especially the one-on-ones, he was just uncoverable. And, and, I, it, and you know, that should be expected. Like, I, I think that there's some of this that we should, you know, keep in mind that these drills are not, you know, a fair bet for both sides. Usually one side has the advantage of over the other in these drills. And on the one-on-ones, especially the wide receivers versus DBs, you know, that's not normally how defensive backs are operating all the time. I mean, the Cowboys play a lot of man coverage, but, the, you know, there's lots of zone that happens in the NFL. So you just – these sort of situations where the wide receivers are one-on-one with, with the cornerbacks don't happen all the time. but And they especially don't help without some kind of help. So it is more slanted towards the wide receivers. But keeping that in mind – Dell went out and did what he had to do with that really high bar to clear to to really impress, and and he just showed you that he has the kind of ability to separate to to take the top off of a defense. Uh, he has big man skills, uh, of despite his diminutive size. Uh, super impressed to see him kind of go out there and really just put on a show all week. 
Yeah, so I'm going to try to do a good job of giving you the players, the school, and their size. Yeah. Uh, Nathaniel Dell uh, from from Houston uh, pulled it up right here. 5083, right? So 5'8", 163 pounds. Um, he's tiny. Oh, he's, yeah. he's tiny. However, the good news about Dell is super productive in college, never missed a game. Last two years at Houston, 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns. 1400 yards uh 17 touchdowns this year like he put up massive numbers and i'm not sure he lost a rep in one-on-ones other than one pass that he dropped that was it yeah i mean as far as getting open he was basically getting open at will and 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 so uh yeah and and team stuff too he was he was able to kind of slip through uh coverage so it's just just tough like is he is he two two atwell who went in the second round is he calvin austin from memphis last year who played well at the senior bowl, who went in the fourth round or is he Tyreek Hill, who is very similar size, a little bit more rocked up. Uh, that can be a weapon for your offense. Who knows, but he had a heck of a week at the senior bowl. We should also talk about a couple other receivers. Uh, is this, is this where we talk about our Stanford guy? Yeah, I, honestly, I, we had a conversation on, what was it? Monday, I think uh, about uh, who's this number four for Stanford and, uh, and, and Michael Wilson for Stanford, just to kind of, again, give the names and I'm sure you'll have the size as well. Six Oh one, five, two sixteen. He just looked very natural. Uh, um, you know, the, the kind of, you know, after kind of watching him for a little while, I went, went back and did a little bit of, of research and the, the knock on him has been a, about injuries and, and experience. Uh, and I'll tell you this, that I thought he looked very polished for a guy that doesn't have a ton of experience. His routes were very crisp. He's, he's explosive out of his out of his cuts. Uh, he definitely looks like he has the speed that's required, body control. He's physical. He's strong. Um, I just really liked what I saw. He just looked very crisp in his routes and very professional and, and on top of the, the details of the routes. And I think that that really showed in the production that he was able to get against some of the cornerbacks he faced. I think of all the, um, let's say the, the receivers over six foot, I think he was clearly the best route runner. Yes. Of all. yes. He, he looked the most polished. Uh, you mentioned the injury history. He's missed more games than he's played. But, I mean, if you're looking for like a Mike McCarthy prototype receiver to fit a West Coast offense, it's, it's this guy, right? Gets open, plays physical, uh, can play on special teams. Uh, it's hard not to be impressed with Michael Wilson. Yeah, I've heard somebody say, and maybe it was you, honestly. So I'm trying to give you credit that uh, that he potentially is considered to be one of the best gunners. Yes, in best the, gunner in the, in the class. Shoot. Yes. So that's obviously another huge uh, aspect to this as well. I mean, which makes sense. He's kind of a he's kind of a bigger guy. He looks he he physically looks very well developed uh, for a wide receiver coming into the into the pro game. He's got strong, thick legs, and, and and like I said, that translates to his game and the way that he gets out in and out of his breaks. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm certainly interested to see exactly where he falls, uh, considering his injury history, his lack of production, and all that stuff. Uh, I'll mention one more receiver, uh, Jaden Reed from Michigan State. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. I think, five ten and a half, like 193 pounds. But if you're looking for like the best combination of route runner with a guy that has speed, make plays after the catch, I think Reed is probably that guy. I think he's going to be drafted higher than Wilson, but. I, I kind of just thought leaving the senior bowl, he was the best receiver that I saw all week. Uh, you know, she Rice is a guy that we should also mention. I thought he had an okay week. I, I had heard I, I, a lot about him going into it and, and I didn't see a ton as much as I expected. I expected him to be the dominant force. Uh, I, I thought he was going to be the C. best Rice. receiver at the senior bowl. 
Me too. That that wasn't exactly what I saw. It wasn't a bad week, but I, I you know, uh, I think he's worth mentioning here. The only other wide receiver I thought of worth mentioning was Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa State. Uh, has a couple yep. of really nice catches, especially in team. Um, and I thought that he, you know, size, good combination of all the things that you're looking for. Uh, not exceptional. It didn't seem like in any one area, but but just seemed very polished and, and knew what he was doing and, and reliable in a way that some of these other wide receivers weren't. Yep. It seems like again, Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa State, a prototype receiver for Mike McCarthy, six foot two, two hundred and seven pounds, physical, can make plays uh, after the catch, just not super twitchy at all, no. right? So everything's going to be contested, but he he he's been that way his whole life, so. Uh, there's the receivers. We're going to talk a little bit more about the guys covering them in just a little bit. However, we got to talk offensive line because that's the spot yes. that you and I absolutely yeah. love watching yeah. at the Senior Bowl. So we'll talk about our favorite offensive linemen coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experience to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with their targeting tools. They go beyond just resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and the 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates, identify those most qualified candidates on LinkedIn jobs and connect them fast and for free. LinkedIn jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all in one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Landon, our favorite part of the week, talking about some of these offensive linemen. We we can talk about the defensive linemen a little bit. I was a little bit underwhelmed with those guys, but Agreed. the best offensive lineman you saw this week was? Man, that's tough because there were. I really thought there were so many good ones, and this is seriously one of the better especially interior offensive line classes that I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. I guess if I'm, if you're forcing me to pick one, um, it's, it's, it's probably going to have to be Steve Avila uh, from TCU. Uh, See, and that I, would be a surprise because I think not that I'm not disagreeing with you, but yeah, most yeah, people yeah. think that Osiris Torrance, the guard from Florida who happened to be on the same team really was the best offensive lineman. Was better than I don't Avila? think they're wrong, but. Yeah, Torrance is definitely on my list. Like, I I have a list of four guys who I was super, super impressed with, and he's Avila, Torrance, uh, the Minnesota center, um, Schmitz, uh, and then John Michael Schmitz. And then I and then uh, one more guy I can't can't remember off the top of my head offensive lineman but but I I thought Bergeron I think is what who it was. Oh yeah, we'll Um, get to Bergeron. I love love. uh, I thought that Avila. I mean, just really, really looks the part. You know, like he looks ready made to just plop right in and start at guard. He's uh, kind of a shorter player. I think he's probably six two, six three, as opposed to six four, six five. I got it right here. Uh, yeah, give me six oh three one three thirty two. 
Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. Three thirty plus at six three, like that. Give mm, that's guard. That's that's a guard right there. Uh, and and the, the the thing about it is, if you're gonna play at that kind of <laughs> compact, compressed size, uh, you got to be able to move the, move your feet, and you got to be able to move. And 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 that's where Steve, I think, really really shines his ability to kind of get around on guys. He plays with elite. He, he, he plays with all his weight up top. And 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 he, and he has strong, flexible legs so that he can get good leverage, and that also means that he can move around a lot. Uh, he, he and, and he, he, you see him when he's on in some of the run blocking stuff. He gets a, a hold of a guy and is able to get his feet around and 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 move them around and shield them off, and and he's able to operate around defensive tackles who should be more athletic than him. Uh, and 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 get them sealed off in a way that they don't even notice while he's moving on. He's very sticky as a blocker, uh, and that athleticism shows up at the second level too. He can get to, to linebackers. It looks like I liked his reps in pass protection. He was, you know, he just didn't lose very many. There was one against who was it? I can't remember who it was. It was, but at one point, he, he did like two or three reps against him, and he beat him so badly on the first two that on the third one he basically stopped straight up, up, like just and then just threw the guy down on the side like next to him yep. uh, that was right when i was like that's that's it he's he's just incredibly impressive and even beyond that too you saw him taking some snaps at center he looks like he could play yeah. that as well yeah. i just really liked i just really liked how ready made he seemed you know he was just very polished for a guy that you would exp- usually with these guys right you see they're either very polished and they're like the the north dakota state guy, kid right like everyone's talking about the North Dakota Mouch. Is that his Cody name? Mock, the, yeah, Mock. Yeah. yeah, everyone's talking about him, and, and and his technique looks great, but he physically doesn't look ready to play an NFL game, to me at least. This guy Avila looks not only technically ready, but physically ready to play in an NFL game. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm a big fan. I'm excited to see exactly you know what where his stock ends up after this after this whole week because I, I really do think that he's a plug and play guard. Yeah, uh, he reminded me a lot of Gabe Jackson, who played with the Raiders yeah. for a while yeah. at guard, and actually played in Seattle for a little bit uh, with our new offensive line coach. So, uh, my question for you is: um, with the Cowboys using so much, uh, at least we think a lot of inside zone, a lot of zone concepts, do you think they're going to be open to some of these bigger guards like? Uh, our guy Steve from TCU, because you would think Mike McCarthy is generally like the smaller athletic pass pro guys. What do you what do you think about having a bigger guard like at left guard this year? You know, I think that, that that you can get away with a bigger guard if they have the kind of physical ability to get to the second level and, and do the things that you need in, in a zone in a wide zone. And, and and honestly, the stuff that I was just talking about are exactly the kind of skills you need to see from a guard in a zone system, right? Can he can he reach the the three technique on the backside, get it get in front of him and turn him around and get his feet like shielding off? And that's the kind of stuff that you saw him doing in some of these run practice uh, uh, drills. So I do think that he can be a fit. I do agree that generally speaking, it's probably you're not wanting the 350 pound guard who is plotting and is just like going to lean on guys to be in your zone system. But if you can find a guy like Avila who is got good size to him, he carries the weight well and he has great feet that that could be a fit for that kind of system for sure. Um, we need to come up with like a secret way of telling people that the Cowboys like certain prospects. I, I'm kind of spoiling it, but uh... I, think, I think you just did. <laughs> if we just happen to mention that we need to come up with a secret way to to, to let you guys I, know that always prospect, that means the prospect. Uh, keep an eye on these guys. Yeah. Maybe that's a good. Uh, 
I would keep an eye on the TCU offensive guard. How about that? That's, I mean, absolutely sounds great to me because uh, I definitely like him, and I'm glad to hear that there is a potential that maybe the Cowboys like him. Just maybe. Uh, Osiris Torrance, the the Florida guard, I thought he was really good. Honestly, there was uh, he. I don't know if he lost a rep this week at guard. Like he was so good. So you're picking nits between these two guys a little bit. Sure, and and I think big, strong guy looks definitely looks the part. Another guy that you know kind of has the take. I don't know that I like quite the technique as much as I, what we saw with, with Avila, it seemed a lot more clean, but, but Torrance is so strong and big that, you know, he makes up for it. And, and that is something that obviously will get quickly corrected in the NFL. So I definitely think that he's another guy that, you know, considering the state of the NFL offensive line is, a, is probably a plug and play guard yeah. as well. He just big, able to, to kind of sit down. A lot of these guys has enough quickness to, you know, sh- uh, shield off the, the kind of quicker three techniques that we saw in some of these one-on-ones, Versus him, uh, he had a really good week. Uh, I went in, you know, with with alerts on him, and, and he didn't disappoint. Uh, we could talk if you want to about the right tackles. Uh, Daywan Jones from Ohio State, who measured in uh, what is it? Something absolutely enormous. ridiculous. This week. <laughs> they just put enormous in the numbers. Uh, I mean, it's, it didn't even bother. Not wrong. Uh, Darnell Wright, six foot five, yep. six foot five, three hundred forty two pounds. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit smaller. I'm sure he's never been called small in his life, but smaller than Daywan Jones. He had a good week. Yeah. I don't know how much interest the Cowboys are going to have in a tackle uh, in this mm-hmm. draft because they've got, they got a lot, a lot of them. at this point. Yeah. So I do want to mention uh, really quickly Matthew Bergeron, a Syracuse offensive lineman. Yeah. Um, one of the guys that I really liked, he played left tackle this week. I thought he had a good week. I wouldn't be surprised if he also gets some looks at guard. Uh, but is there any tackles you just you saw that stood out to you? Uh, I did want to throw out Olsen, uh, Olsen, Olsen, Olutawami from Michigan, from Michigan. He played really well too. He's an inside guy, not a tackle, but as far as tackles go, yes, I I did also notice uh, uh, your Syracuse guy. Um, I thought that, uh, you know, one guy that I thought that was, and I, this is terrible radio because I don't have his name in front of me. Uh, there was one guy who I saw kind of playing all over the line that I thought no matter where they put him, what school? He, uh, Alabama, and I think it's Sharp is his last name. Is is uh, yes, yeah, he, yes. He, they they put him like wherever and wherever they put him, he he seemed to like. I just noticed him having good reps, so I thought he had a really nice day. Uh, you mentioned uh, the, the the two big guys on on the right side. Uh, I went in with as a big fan of Darnell Wright. I, I, I had concerns, and they didn't get alleviated necessarily. Tyler about... Sneed, by the way. Sneed is Sneed, the guy. Sneed, Sneed, thank yeah. you. Tyler Sneed. That was the guy. Yeah, he, he just kind of played in a couple different spots, and I thought availed himself very well. I think that Sneed is an interesting guy that you may that teams may look at as a potential swing guy, like you're a great six offensive lineman, right? Um, I uh, I I Going back to uh, – I'm sorry, the Tennessee, the Tennessee – Darnell Wright. I, I went in concerned a little bit, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> look at him. He's, he's huge. He's enormous. He's Gosh. strong. If he gets his hands on him, it's, it's over, but he's definitely stiff. Like he's definitely not like uh, sitting down in his seat very well or, or moving his feet. Mm-hmm. And so you worried about some of the speed guys. And, and, and I think you saw a little bit of that concern. You see all him against, uh, is it Anderson? The, the Iowa state kid, the, the number nine, that was the pass rusher. Uh, McDonald, McDonald, McDonald. I'm sorry. Yeah. McDonald. Um, you saw him against McDonald, and, and that's that's where you saw a little bit of that struggle, that inability to kind of uh, uh, always get out there in time and be able to kind of have the flexibility to move quick enough to get out of the stance to get those guys. So 
Um, I think that you're right that the Cowboys are probably not interested necessarily in that kind of offensive tackle. Uh, but there are it's it is interesting to see how many more you're seeing of the kind of old school right tackles like big bully types right that are coming out now uh, this year and there's several of them that are in this class that look to be pretty decent um i I would also just mention john michael schmidt our center from minnesota smaller but i thought he had a heck of a week so the cowboys are looking at getting maybe a little bit more athletic of a center with tyler biotish going into the final year of his contract he's somebody that i thought had he's my he uh, before Avila, he was my favorite favorite player. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. What was what Smith's size? You do you have that in front of you, perchance? Uh, I do. Um, it, it was six oh three, three oh seven. So I I actually think that yeah, I think he can get probably gain another ten pounds. I think he would be a great center. I really really liked watching him, man. Like he he just moves incredibly well. He doesn't lose reps. He uh you know just. He he has an attitude about him. Like he likes the Barry dudes. You can tell. You can hear him screaming while he's blocking guys at times. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I was. I mean, Schmitz was almost the guy that I picked when you asked me the best offensive lineman or best player or best yeah. offensive lineman that was here. Because uh, I, I thought that the first two days, especially, he really, really uh, had very, really good practices. All right, let's talk about some more winners from the Senior Bowl. But before we do that, we want to tell, tell you about TurboTax. TurboTax can help you relieve the stress of doing your taxes. Uh, all you have to do, you can file with them so they can do your taxes. So you don't have to. You can watch Senior Bowl, guys, and study draft tape instead of doing your taxes. You can uh, go outside and enjoy the snow like we have, like 12 inches of snow right now. Anything <laughs> but doing your taxes. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring that your taxes are done right, guaranteed, so you can relax. It feels so good to be done with your taxes. I, I know I stress about it every year. I'm so excited when it's done. Come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more into it. TurboTax. Uh, all right, Landon, let's, let's talk about just some winners from other positions that we watched. I, I will say really quickly, I, I was really impressed by all of the corners. I, I think this is a deep corner class to the point where I kind of want to take like multiple guys on day two and day three. My favorite was probably uh, Darius Rush, who I liked a little bit coming into the week. Did, I know Chad yeah. Ryder and I talked about him earlier this week. Um, Tyreek Stevenson from from Miami had a really good week as well. I just impressed in general by all the corners. Yeah, I, I think we mentioned. I can't remember if we mentioned him on it. It's, what I'm having a hard time is remembering what I've said on air. What I've said just in conversations, but. Um, I, I really like the stand another Stanford kid, Caillou Blue Kelly, who I thought you know had a really good day. Uh, I think yesterday or the day before, uh, you you mentioned uh, uh, Rush. I thought that Riley Moss, uh, the Iowa kid, had had a yeah. pretty decent day. Um, I, I was interested in watching a little bit more of uh, the Kansas State kid, Julian Brents. Julius Brents. Yeah, I yep. thought that he I thought that he showed some good reps. He, uh, reps. he has some good athleticism to him. Um, I definitely agree that 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 it was. Uh, it's hard to notice, like I said, for some of some sometimes, right? Because of the way that the one on ones is so tilted to to the wide receivers. But I did think that, despite that kind of disadvantage, there were several folks, especially Rush. Uh, I thought Kelly as well that really were able to kind of still manage to fight through and show out uh, despite having kind of a natural disadvantage in that, in that rep, in yeah. that sort of. Uh, That's the thing is that if thing. a corner can look comfortable and they're not getting beat and they look yeah. fine playing in space, pretty, you know, it means that 
they've got a chance. What's funny is we usually will get one or two first round corners that come to Mobile. Just by looking at like big boards now, it looks like the top seven corners were all underclassmen. So all these guys are seniors that are probably going to be drafted outside the top 40. And if you're a team like the Cowboys that already has a number one corner in Diggs, you've got a couple other guys like Bland and Jordan Lewis, and you're just looking for depth. This is a killer class for you. Like this is this is perfect for Dan Quinn and Dallas. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that, like you mentioned, it's not even just that the the the, the room is deep; uh, it's deep with the kind of corners that we like. You know, the, the big guys, so yep. long arms, that sort of thing. So, yeah, definitely an opportunity for the Cowboys to kind of fill out that that depth chart a little bit further. And yeah, like you mentioned, because it's deep, you don't necessarily feel like you got to go. Joey Porter at 26, you know, yep. you could, you could let the draft kind of fall to you a little bit and still pick up a guy who could be competing for a starting spot, maybe even in the third or fourth round. So uh, I, I do think that, that you should, the good news for the Cowboys is it's a position they probably need a draft. Uh, and it seems to be a lot of depth and a lot of depth of the kind of players that they like at the position. All right. We just, we have a couple of minutes left. Um, we've been very positive on the show so far. I saw today. Yeah. The MVP of practice today was Wisconsin uh, defensive tackle Keanu Benton, who was named. I think he was at the, at the MVP of the week. You're going to do this to week me. One on one. Yeah, Landon, what are your thoughts? Look, I, I, you know, I think this is a this is a tough thing. This is a tough week to evaluate defensive tackles, and and I and my concern is that going into this practice, and again. I'm not trying to say that I'm down on Benton necessarily, but my concerns were not quelled. And frankly, I think the senior bowl just kind of highlighted exactly what you see on tape in a large degree. Whereas he's a big, strong guy who in one-on-one passing situations uh, can find a way to win for sure. But my concern is that he's a nose tackle. And so the vast majority of his job is going to be about taking on double teams. And if you go and watch some of the run fit practice stuff that in, in, in the senior bowl practices, not just the one-on-ones, not just the pass rush, if you go and watch some of his tape as well, I don't know how great he is at as a run defender, whether it's in, you know fighting off double teams or just fighting off single blocks. You know, I, I, I mentioned uh, my guy, uh, I'm going to try this again, Ola Seguin, Ola Tatimi, the, the Michigan, so not close, the Michigan uh, center. And if you go watch the, those reps that they had against each other in like in, in run fits, like he was kicking his butt up and down the field. So I, you know, I like him a lot, but I have concerns that we're all paying too much attention to the flash uh, at a position that is uh, not all about flash uh, very much at all, honestly. So that's my concern with that specific player. Uh, so one really nerdy thing that I did this weekend, it, or I went and looked like for the last 10 years at some of the best draft Knicks that we have. And I went and read their old reports on winners and losers from the senior bowl. And what I've seen is like, a lot of the guys that were considered winners from like the yeah. quarterback, wide receiver, and cornerback positions all translated pretty well to the NFL. Like I was reading about Dane talking about uh, Debo Samuel, who had an awesome senior bowl. You go look at defensive tackles. I'm just going to read you some of the names that were like consensus winners over the last two or three years. Or actually, sorry, the last seven years. Vernon Butler, uh, Eddie Vanderdose, Dayton Jones, Perion Winfrey, Jihad Ward, like – 
a lot of these guys that win in some of these one-on-one drills doesn't necessarily translate because they have so much space. They can try moves that they would never be able to try in an NFL game. It is the one position where the tape matters so much more than what we see in six one-on-one reps in Mobile. Yeah, I mean, because the offensive linemen are, you know, reliant on on the group. They're reliant on their technique within the group. Uh, and now you're you're taking the group away from them, and it's about like which one of you is a more physical specimen, the offensive lineman or the defensive lineman, which all defensive linemen are is athletic. Like right. they're the most athletic people maybe on the planet. Like you know, it's and like it's also not fair to like a center. A center is yeah. never really going to block a pass rushing three technique one-on-one all that often by themselves and they're certainly going to have a full week to study all of you know their their favorite moves and what they like to do just don't get carried away with how they perform that's what that's what i'm at right is that i guess i'm not saying that benton had a bad week of practice i don't think anybody could say that but what i am saying is that i don't think we saw anything out of benton that we didn't see on tape except now we're hyping up the part of his game that is going to be the least used part of his game, you know, and, 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 and least translatable to what actually happens to his game. Once he hits an NFL field, that that's my main concern. Yeah. Remember when Carl Davis from Iowa went to the senior bowl <laughs> and had yes, a big I week. Cause he won a cup. I mean, honestly, just be careful here is, is all we're saying. So I mean, if, uh, if Ben gets to go one-on-one with 285 pound centers for his entire career in an untimed pass rush rep, then sign me up. But if if we're playing a game where he's getting double teamed or he's getting uh, uh, blocked from his side when he's not aware of it, I don't. I I, I still have yet to see the kind of uh, effort that we need from a nose tackle doing that kind of thing. Yeah. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in and thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday. And on Monday, local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes. Locked on NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All the same places that you get the Locked on Cowboys podcast. Go follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy your first football-free Sunday since August. Go hang out with your family. Go play PlayStation 2 like I'm going to do this weekend. We'll see you guys next time.